0: they're also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw or prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus hey everybody good morning thank you so much for joining me on this edition of Down to Earth it's Monday, April twenty seventh, two thousand and twenty. And we are live this morning and we're talking about coronavirus and Louisiana's cancer alley. As you know, that area of the country is majority black and the cancer rates there are outsized. They're beyond normal. And in those situations with pre existing and underlying health conditions, naturally the coronavirus has found a host. And I wanted to highlight it this morning because it came across, it came to my attention. And it was something that gave me, I must confess, a sleepless night. I, I tossed and turned and I decided to go see if there is any real substance to the story. So I looked it up on YouTube. And I posted some videos earlier. I hope you had a chance to view them. But it is amazing. There are survivor stories of people who have lived in the area and who have. So let me tell you where Cancer Alley is. Cancer Alley is 85 miles along the Mississippi River uh, in Louisiana, right? Uh, It is 150 industrial plants. And uh, give me the strength this morning. I kid you not. I, I am beyond outside of my capacity trying to understand the extent to which politicians and the extent to which rich people do not care about anybody but themselves, all they care about. There are over 150 chemical plants in this 85-mile stretch. And the regulations, there are no regulations. So there's no regulations about how far a plant should be from a house. I kid you not. There's no regulation. It's just they put a plant, they empty stuff into the river. As you know, condensation takes place. The air is so bad that people say if they step outside, their skin burns from breathing in the air. And nothing is being done about it. The Legislators in that area, the politicians, they don't care. Senator Cory Booker went down there to view it and to look at the area and was had a town hall meeting with citizens. I didn't see it on the national news, but then I don't watch the national news. So I don't know. I I, I watch tidbits of it. I didn't see it on the national news when this took place back in 2018. Maybe it wasn't important enough because naturally these are people of color. And who cares about people of color when rich people are making hundreds of millions of dollars and billions? So I'm calling attention to it because we're in the stage of coronavirus where coronavirus especially is preying on people who have pre-existing health conditions and especially people of color, black and brown people who perhaps most uh, who who have not been exposed to good health most of their lives possibly don't even have don't even have access to health care. As a matter of fact, right here in the Detroit area, uh, State Representative Sherry Gay Donogo I saw on my Facebook clip last night that she has partnered with a group to bring free testing to people who don't have a primary care physician. 17% of the population don't have a primary care physician. So how they're gonna do it is they're gonna practice telemedicine where people describe their symptoms to a doctor on the phone, and then the the doctor on the phone then sends them a digital prescription, which they can take to a testing site to be tested. In other words, people are sick and dying, and they don't know that it's COVID they have. They just know that something is wrong, and it sounds like the symptoms they're describing on TV. I'm not crying. I'm not crying, and I'm not I'm not crying. I promise you. I'm not going to cry this morning. I am just saying the inequities that exist in the system and how people of color are marginalized and disproportionately placed in danger is alarming, and it's time for us to stand up. And I know there are special interests everywhere. I know a lot of politicians who are black and so on can't talk much because their donors will disappear. Well, you, you either you're going to stand up for something or you're not. You're going to have to take a, a stand at some point and choose now that you have the power, now that you have a national stage and a platform. What are you gonna do? Are you just gonna sit back and let the stuff that has happened to generations of black and brown people continue? Or are you going to damn well speak up and demand some action? How is it that a whole swath of the population, an 85 mile stretch of Louisiana is subject to cancer that people say when they step outside, Their skin burns. There's so many miscarriages there. There There's so many cancers there, right? One man said he moved away. One of the survivor stories surrounded a man who had issues from he was born, and then he moved away, lived away for 20 years, and returned, and within six months, his kidneys failed. That's how polluted the air is. He moved back to take care of family. You know how that is, right? Right? How is it that we get away? How is it that we allow this kind of thing to get away? How, how do we do that? We, we've got to start, and this is not just, this, these kinds of things don't just happen in the black community. It happens in rural white communities, too. I know you're all nodding your head like that's why you moved away from Appalachia. These things happen in rural white communities. Remember coal? They use coal on rural white folks. There are still chemical plants in some parts of West Virginia. You all know that, right? Some parts of West Virginia, there's still chemical plants that dump into the water system and causes people to have cancer. It's just like here in Detroit. We've had pollution for years because the big three own the government in the state, own the politicians in the state, and for years you couldn't pass emissions control. I lived in Orlando, Florida, and when I moved to Detroit, I could not believe you could see cars driving with exhaust fumes popping out of it. I was like, don't they get a ticket for that? Because in Florida, you can't drive a car with exhaust fumes uh, coming out of it and stewing from it. In central Florida, where I live, I couldn't understand it. That's when I learned the big three own the government, so there are no regulations to control emissions. Hence the reason why so many people have what is called asthma and bronchitis, because of all the stuff going up in the air. There are parts of Detroit, for instance, if you go down south on I-75, there's a whole swath of Detroit bordering on Dearborn where just the smell of the air, if you're driving, you can smell it. I went down there one night uh, for a meeting and I I was like, what is that smell? I mean, when I stepped out of my car, there was a difference in the smell. I said, what is that? And the people told me that they have lived with this for years, nothing they can do about it. And you and I are looking at each other like, in these places, wherever these inequities occur, people are marginalized and displaced. Most people don't have the autonomy to just get up and move. I think the chemical plants should do the decent thing and pay for people's relocation, don't you think? I'm talking about big petrochemicals like Exxon. ExxonMobil, those are huge multinational corporations. They have unlimited bank accounts. They can pay for people to be to be relocated. There's one company called Denka. I'm going to tell you something that is it, it, going to perhaps make the hair on the back of your neck curl a little bit. Because if, if it doesn't affect you, then I, I, I'm questioning your humanity. Because this is outrageous. It's one thing. To see the pollution that goes into the air, but it's another thing when this is deliberate. This, these are petrochemicals. These are chemicals that burns people's skin, and we can't just sit back and be quiet anymore because they bankroll our political campaigns and they bankroll our lifestyles. It's not enough. Maybe that's why they'll never write me a check because I can't. I I, I can't just sit back and. And just not say anything. I remember two years ago, uh, in my neighborhood, DTE Energy never uh, maintained the lines. So a storm came, and I was out of power for six days. I had just gone grocery shopping and all $950 worth of food spoiled. They never came to fix my lines. And so I was out of it. It was in early April, and it was cold. And I didn't have any heat in my home, and my power was out. I had to go to different, every day go to Panera and so on to charge my phones. I was out of it. I I screamed at DTE. I called them out on Facebook. I don't have those problems since. So they'll never write me a check because I'm always going to stand up for myself and for others. So if that's what it takes. I guess, guys, if you don't buy my books, I guess I'm never going to be rich, Right. But the truth of the matter is, I can't just sit back while stuff like this happens. I don't know about you. This thing has been giving me a headache. I first read it Saturday, you know, downtime Saturday evening. I should have found something else better to do, like continue watching Hulu or something. But instead, I was watching this stuff. And I can't begin to tell you how much it gave me a headache last night. I woke up with a headache this morning that just would not go away. I am saying, my friends, that we've got a problem. We, we, we can't just, this is not the Industrial Revolution. This is not the days of the Industrial Revolution when you could just sit back and be quiet. This is not that time when people were killed. because The, the, the Bible says, the scriptures say, my people perish for lack of knowledge. These poor folks in Louisiana, they're not all down and out. They're middle class, but the autonomy. L- l- listen to this. Listen to this. In Louisiana, in, in, in Cancer Alley, listen to this part. There is not 500 feet away between a plant, a house, and another chemical plant. Are you listening to me? Not even 500 feet. Look at the air. There is no control over how they emit substances into the air. It just goes on. Listen to this. It gets better. It gets better. I promise you. Listen to this the epa has not set a legal limit in cancer alley the epa has a general environmental standard for the u.s that says a 0.2 uh amount of stuff that can go into the atmosphere 0.2. when they measured it it's 700 times the limit for risk of cancer is in the air in fact When they measured the air around an elementary school, it was 34 times what the EPA recommended. If I had kids at that school, somebody would be paying for that. I kid you not. Between the study was done between May 2016 and August 2017. In other words, what I'm saying to you, if these were little white kids running around, do you think the rest of us would be so quiet? Or would there be NBC, CNN, and all kind of trucks pulled up before these petrochemical plants all day, every day? My people perish for lack of knowledge. These are the things we're to pay attention to. Stop putting up stuff on YouTube about what to do with a stimulus check. It's only $1,200. Go buy some groceries with it because that's all it can do, really. Maybe pay something on your light bill. Start paying attention. These are the issues that matter. Stop buying Yeezys from people who are wealthy. You don't need another pair of gym shoes. What you need is to pay attention to what is going on around you so you can know what you need to do. I don't know about you, but I'm alarmed that such a thing could take place on my watch. Here we are living, not knowing that this is taking place and that people are dying now with the way that coronavirus is happening is it any wonder that if it gets into a community like this that it's going to happen it has literally wiped through that community people already have pre-existing conditions people already have cancer it's called cancer alley for a reason In, in in doing a lot of this in the last year i've come across some other places in the country where cancer is directly connected to some of these chemical plants and i kid you not this is something that we need to pay attention to and i know they have their lackeys and their people who live in 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 in, uh in cities and live on the 15th floor and in the penthouses and they live a hundred miles away from the nearest chemical plant and they play golf and go to the country club and Go to the spa, so they don't they're not subject to the conditions that ordinary people have. Where is the Dr. King of this era? Where's the Malcolm X of this era? Where did all these people go? Did they all just get silent or something where they all just cowed and just pushed back? because these things are, are 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 outrageous i just simply I just simply uh find it so overwhelming to consider that if it were me and my family members, and we were stuck and had not the autonomy to move, my God, what would happen? I guess if you've never experienced it, I guess it means nothing. And in this country, we are so desensitized to the suffering of others. We live for ourselves in the moment. It's me and my two. It's me and my four. It's me. If it's not affecting me, well, too bad. I can go down on the golf course and play golf. And in a lot of ways, I guess that's why the coronavirus had to come to bring stuff back to focus, to make us focus on what matters, because so many of us had crossed over. So many of us had achieved a level of wealth where we were not in touch anymore. And what became important to us was our own lifestyle. So we forgot what it means to be ordinary. We forgot that our parents and grandparents, and we still have some cousins who can't live like we do. And it became more important for us to hobnob with the rich and the powerful. It became more important for us to be seen and to be photographed with this one and that one. And then they line our pockets, so we shut up and stop talking because we want to be accepted into the golf club. We want to take pictures at the club. We want to show off to others whom we are related to on Facebook because that's our stomping ground. Let's just be clear. You want them to see, their cousins to see that this is how you're living. And so we forgot that there are people, because we have a voice and access and a platform, these are the issues we should pay attention to. And there they are, just sitting and watching. There they are, just watching people die. We're all going to pay the price for this. Believe me, my friends, it's not going to just go away like that. Believe me, the coronavirus is a pandemic for real. And it's a pandemic because we need to pay attention. We, we stopped looking at vulnerable people. Yeah, man, it's not happening to me. I'm fine. I get my check at the end of the week. I get my check every two weeks. I get my check on the 15th and the 31st. It's not my problem. I don't live there. Look at my zip code. Look where I live. Look at the value of my house. My kids go to this school and that is all. Look at my business turnover. And that's how we talked. We forgot. And our parents, if they're alive, are standing there watching us like, I cannot believe I raised a fool like this. Our parents are sitting there watching us. Our grandparents are in their graves turning over. That's how we have forgotten what it means. And now we have left a whole generation of people. We have left them and forgotten about them. Senator Booker was trying to propose a legislation, but I don't know what happened to him. Is, is he just the only one out there? Because obviously we know there are that many blacks, uh, Black uh, and Brown uh, legislators from Louisiana. And I'm saying that with tongue-in-cheek. The coronavirus is a virus that spreads and is most likely to afflict people who have underlying health conditions. Many Black and Brown people 17% in Detroit have no primary care physician. That, you know what that means? When was the last time they went to a doctor? Perhaps in 10 years? Let me tell you a story that happened to me. Uh, I think it was last year. I was feeling unwell, and it was like after 5 in the evening, so my doctor was closed. So I went to the emergency room, Beaumont, Farmington Hills. Yeah and or Farmington or wherever. And I went to the emergency room, and they were, you know how it is, they're going to test you and all kinds of stuff. To, and I kid you not, I overheard a conversation taking place in the cubicle next to me, and I was stunned because you can't ask people anybody's story, right? And this woman hadn't had, this young woman, she was 28 years old and hadn't had a period for six months. She wasn't pregnant, and she's 28 and hadn't had a period for six months and never went to the doctor. She shows up at the emergency room because a period came back. So she told the doctor that she started bleeding. And the physician said, the emergency room physician said, why did you not come before this? And she said, I never thought about it because she doesn't have a primary care physician do you understand what i'm saying sometimes people say well they can get on medicaid it's not as easy as it sounds sometimes they do apply for medicaid and when they do apply for it they don't always get it because of whatever processing reasons or whatever sometimes lack of transportation prevents people from going to a Physician near them, and I, I had a friend of mine on on our show a couple of weeks ago, and he said he found out that Medicaid has over thirty thousand uh, prescribers. But you got to look at the density of where those people are. It might be all over the state, but the density where people need it the most—that's what matters. Do you see what I'm saying? And this is true, when it, if, if this were just a Detroit story, then you could say, well, that is unique to that area. That might be, there might be some uh, inequities there, but it might be confined just to Detroit. But when you look and realize that this is in all majority black communities across the country, you can no longer say it's just a Detroit thing. It sounds like a systemic thing. It sounds like the only reason for this is racism. Why in God's green earth then would chemical plants be less than 500 feet away from an elementary school where black and brown kids go to school? Tell me, why would a chemical plant, all the major chemical companies in America, all of them, DuPont, ExxonMobil, Denka, name them, they're all there. Tell me. Right? please, y'all, I want you all to tell me. You see how we have a problem? Do we? Yeah, I think we do. this This is amazing. this is This is too much for us to, and it's not enough for us to say, "Oh well, this is just another story, and we move on. i I, I, can't, I find that it, it's something that it's tough. Because I'm asking myself, but for the grace of God, go I. Have, have you ever had that? Have you ever had that? But for the grace of God, go I. I, I. I think black and brown people who have crossed over and who have become successful, I think you all need to turn around and look back. I think you all need to look back where you're coming from. It might just inspire you to go do something about what's behind. It's not enough for you to say, well, I crossed over. It's not my way of life anymore. You're one check away from ending sliding right back into that. They can render your business nothing. And you are just sliding right back. Right now, there is a pandemic. You could lose your business. Many people have lost their businesses. You could lose your church, whether church was your business, whatever your business was. Many of you are scraping by by your fingernails right now and begging for mercy. You just want them to open it up back so that you can save face. You are one check away. You are always just one check away because of systemic issues that have not gone away. No matter how much you are spending to send your kids to that special school, to send your kid to that college, no matter how much you contribute to their campaign, they still see you through the eyes of color. And until that changes, nothing is going to change. Bob Marley said, until the philosophy that holds one race superior and another inferior, until that philosophy changes, there are always going to be inequities and systemic racist issues that permeate the atmosphere and the ways of life of people until that philosophy changes. And it makes no sense. Most of us just say, okay, I'm just going to go along because I want to live. I'm just going along with it. I don't really agree with it, but I can't let them know that I don't agree with it. But until that philosophy changes, if you don't believe that philosophy needs to change, something is wrong with the way we're thinking about it. Because We've seen what COVID-19 has done. Do you realize by the end of this week, COVID-19 would have killed more people? COVID-19 would have killed more people than died in the Vietnam War? I have a caller here. Let me hear what they got to say. Hold on. Caller number one. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. How are you?
1: I'm doing okay. Um, I'm just calling because I, I want to make sure <clears throat> um, that people understand that how, how 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 things are being said and how things are being presented and how it affects people. Mm, okay. Um, I, I understand that the that this is the this this virus is just a virus, right? We all have certain viruses mm. in our bodies. And I get it. You know, some people are really affected by it it's health wise. I mean the virus hasn't done anything to their economy. The virus doesn't doesn't control economies or anything like that. The virus is just a virus. What we're going through is how the politicians have reacted and the governments have reacted to it. So, um, one of the things that I wanna make sure is that the language is correct because what it does is it gives the people the impression that it's the virus. So if things go wrong and we look towards the politician, they say, no, 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 it's the virus. Right? It can't be the virus. The virus is just the virus. Right? It's Mm -hmm. how they are reacting to it. Now, I I, I understand it's serious, but I think we have to really be careful. Because Mm -hmm. what's going on is on TV all day, there's so much um, um, panic porn and fear porn going on day to day that it's affecting people, it's affecting our old people. It's affected my dad and it's affected my aunt and, you know, because older people sit in front of the TV and they watch this nonstop Mm -hmm. and they get anxious and they get nervous and it's their blood pressure starts to go up and, and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing It's like, it's happening all over. So I think we need to, sometimes when we talk about this, Mm -hmm. that we need to be very careful that we're not spreading fear, right? Um, because you, when this first came out.
0: Yeah, so let me ask what, what, you, but in the context of what's going on in Louisiana in Cancer Alley, this is not uh, fear-mongering or panic, uh, panic porn, as you said it. I like that. I'm going to copy that. Is it okay to say panic porn and fear porn? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> But, but but what do you think about cancer alley though? We, this this is affecting well, think, like people with pre-existing conditions though, and cancer is one of them.
1: but but have you noticed that it's the media that has us hyped over this? We 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 say things like, "Oh, it's affecting people with pre-existing conditions," so this virus is bad. Well, we weren't making a big deal out of the pre-existing conditions before this started. You know what I mean? The pre-existing conditions. No yeah. killing yeah. our people more than more than this virus. The, the high blood I pressure, mean, the sugar I diabetes.
0: I know. You know but people- I'm with you. I'm with you right there. I'm with you right there. But you know what is getting to me now? What's getting to me is the is the numbers. The numbers are not lying. I, I well, still well, can't numbers- get past the fact that. In a few, by the end of this week, there will be more people who have died from the virus in one six-week you, period than the entire but, duration of the Vietnam but, War. But,
1: there are, but there are doctors coming out now. There are doctors coming out now. Doctors are actually in the hospital and treating people every day that are saying, you know, look, we, we, we have to, you, you, you have to wait until the real data comes out. Because the real data on how many people actually died mm. from this, there's a, there's a, there was a, um, a couple of doctors that gave, and I don't know if you saw it, that gave a press conference in California. Mm. And they were telling people, look, <laughs> nobody's dying from this disease. This disease doesn't kill you. What it does is, you know, it makes things difficult for some people with pre existing conditions.
0: Are you kidding me? The they said that? I want them to come to Detroit. Go to right, my. Right. So, if you have a Facebook page, do me a favor. If you have anybody mm-hmm. who has a Facebook page, go to your Facebook page and look up this page called COVID nineteen Memorial Detroit. It is going to right. show you most of all the people who have died in Detroit. Most of them are on that page. Right. So anybody this- who's this- saying that this virus does not kill anybody, I not invite them all. to <laughs> do the about
1: no, no, no. What they're saying is, and their doctor is online. I mean, they're, they're, they're saying they're dying I with COVID-19.
0: I'm saying that both doctors sound like they're Republican. They're, they're promoted by people who want to mitigate and minimize the effect of this. No, and no, no, all I'm saying I, is, I, go to my Facebook page and go into your Facebook page and look up this public memorial. I, I don't so have people Facebook. I, I'm not on
1: Facebook. But I no, understand.
0: Real real. but As a matter of fact, a state representative right here in Detroit, a state representative lost her sister to this virus while she was busy helping the rest of the population. She lost, Sherry Gay DeNogo lost her sister. I know the family personally. So when I tell you they're not lying, they're not lying. No, no, no. So I don't know if people are not dying from this virus. What the heck is that?
1: No, I think what they're saying is they're dying with the virus, but not of the virus.
0: What is the difference? The The fact is they're dead because the virus came in town. Listen, I don't know how this works because my cousin lives in upstate New Jersey, right? And she works at an assisted living facility. And when the virus first hit their facility, they thought it was the stomach flu. But then they know that they changed the diet. This is like within a 24-hour period. They changed the diet for the people on the second floor and realized that those people were dying. So then the CBC sent out a circular, and they started adhering to it, and they said, wait a minute. My cousin is working there. She's a registered nurse. Her own husband had to buy her protective equipment because the facility ran out. So, I don't know where we're, your doctors come from. We're, we're they, they are
1: not saying that the virus doesn't exist. I think you're getting me. I think you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. But anyway. But they're saying the virus I, I think,
0: doesn't kill people. That's what they're saying.
1: No, 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 no. The, the bottom line is, I think what needs to happen, and I called your show a while ago, and there were, you had another yeah. guest on. And I, and oh, I, I said, I said I said people. I said people are fearful of this virus until, I don't know if you remember this, until their financial situation worsens to a degree. So if people start missing payments, um, start thinking about bankruptcy, or, God forbid, start missing meals, then the conversation is going to start to change. And that's the psychology. Let
0: me ask say this. So are we saying then that the people in Italy, right? Okay, we, we won't talk about China because I think we all kind of agree that we don't trust China and we don't trust what they're saying or their numbers. We don't believe them. Okay. but well, what about the mm-hmm. people in Italy, Germany, I, I, Spain? Are what, those people making this stuff up too, that the virus doesn't exist? Are they well, making I, it up? No, I, and they not think saying down?
1: that the virus doesn't exist. I don't think anybody. No,
0: so the number of people who died in Italy so far, the number is over fifty thousand people died in Italy from this virus. Are we saying then that those people did not die from coronavirus? That Italy? No, was,
1: no, not, I don't know who died. You know what the true numbers are there. I mean, I know in the United States right now that they're doing. Um, you know, if the person, if you suspected the person has Corona and they died, then you should put that on the death certificate, which is an unconfirmed. So they, what they do is they add the confirmed and unconfirmed together to get the total, right? And, right. And I, so I don't know what the true numbers are. What I will say, however, what I will say, however, is that number one, we need to. I I think more, more. If we could clear up if we could clear up sugar diabetes and a high blood pressure, we wouldn't be worried about COVID because the numbers would be so low in comparison. We'd be like, well, we, we're way ahead of the game. Like we're the getting problem,
0: better. You, the problem with this, but, that I, I, I look at it, this you know, I don't know how you feel about this, right? But thank God I don't have those pre-existing conditions. Otherwise, I would have been very. Yeah, you know what I mean? But look at it from this point of view, but right? my family is I ravaged see? with it. Your family is. Mine isn't. I don't know. I think it's the grace of God. I swear to you. It's yeah, got to be the but grace but of me- God. Let's say that. Because we're not ravaged by high blood pressure, diabetes, and high cholesterol. I don't know if it's diet or whatever. But look at it. It's probably it. diet. I mean, no, there's,
1: there's they,
0: a lineage they, they, of it.
1: It, black is, in it is,
0: but it just hasn't, they haven't been diagnosed, and they go to the doctor, you know, everybody, once you get past a certain age, everybody goes and checks themselves out and so on. Thank God, it's the grace of God. But I think what is bothering all of us about this about this virus is not that we don't have high blood pressure, diabetes, and so on, and that those don't ravage us. I think what it's getting to us is that the rate, the quickness with it, with the velocity and the quickness, it's just sudden onset. And then it affects you and then it takes you. I think that's what's killing us. It's not so much that, that you know, because we, we are concerned about diabetes. We talk about this endlessly. We talk about uh, high blood pressure, especially amongst black and brown people. We do need to watch what we eat and stop drinking liquor late at night. Come on now right? Stop adding salt to food and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we don't talk about that. But I think it's the, the sudden onset of this virus. Everybody, yeah. I encourage you all to go to this Facebook page and read the stories. You see but, what I mean? Right,
1: but still, we have to keep it in perspective. We're now talking about 0.00-something percent of the black population actually dying from this, right? And if you if you compare that to to you know, any of the other diseases that we, I mean, thousands of people died, black people died daily from this stuff. I mean, many, many people. So all I'm saying is that. I agree. All all I'm saying is that I think that the conversation should be measured. I think the conversation should be, and I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking overall. The conversation should be more on solutions because what it does is it scares the heck out of people, especially old people. And I don't think that's a good thing. I think maybe, you know, and and now on top of all of this, mm-hmm. now you got the financial stress that's going to be going on for years based on what just happened. I mean, the amount of people that are going to have to file bankruptcy, the amount of people that, I mean, is increasing as long as this lockdown goes on. And it's really, even if they open things up today this is going to reverberate for some years, right,
0: uh, yeah. Um, yeah. all over yeah. the
1: world. And, and yeah. who dies? And do you yeah. know how many people die worldwide from poverty?
0: And 000. we're just
1: about to increase that, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, I think what is carrying the world is not we're I mean, used to. I think we find that diabetes, pressure, and so on are treatable. We can find cures for those. We can treat those. I think what hit us with this one is that we couldn't immediately treat it. And by the time you figure out what it, the person has, that's why the uh, rates of death were so the, high the, initially. The, by the time you the, figure it out, it's so late. Rate,
1: The survival rate is over 95%.
0: It's getting better because now we know what to look for. So now from the right, stories the, 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 I've read, personal stories I've read of, and people have told me, look, my former hairstylist is 29 years old, and she came down with it. And she had no pre-existing condition. She doesn't smoke weed. She didn't. She doesn't drink. None of that stuff. She got it because her 22-year-old cousin had it, and her 22-year-old cousin died from it with no pre-existing condition. You see what I'm saying? And she's still in well, recovery right now. So right. when you you know what I'm saying, no pre-existing condition. This is a 29-year-old young woman. No, we 50, listen to you know, no, all that kind listen, of stuff. I kid you not. This is my hairstylist.
1: I just no, got off no, the phone I, I, know people, I know people who have who, who have caught this. The the survival rate is over 95%. I think it's like 97%. Not, I
0: not agree only with that. You, but here's the thing. We are better at This is why I I I love that the survival rates are going up because we know can identify what it is. We didn't know what it but was. But always possible. been
1: It's it's, it's always been high Like it didn't go low and then high What happened No,
0: It it never was high We're playing numbers They're playing a numbers game It never was Because the number of people in Detroit Who have died from this virus I'm talking countrywide I'm talking countrywide I'm talking countrywide The number of people who have dropped in nursing homes The number of older people Who have dropped in nursing homes who are not all black, yes. by the way. They're white. Okay. Right. That's right. Okay. Now
1: When you yeah, extrapolate okay. that for the number of people in the nation, you come up with the survival rate. So, and the number of people that have been tested. So right now, we we all have bacteria. We all have virus. Every last yeah. you got a virus. Right? Everybody does. And, 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 and how that's, how, that's how. That's our, how our immune system. Another thing that's going to be crazy about this is that people have mm-hmm. now locked themselves down in their houses they're sterilizing everything they're washing their hands do you know what that's doing to your immune system mm-hmm. that used to be bombarded with bacteria is making it weaker mm-hmm. so now when they open things up when you and everybody out, comes out, out guess what we're all going to get sick
0: hello thank you for bringing that point out thank you for bringing that out that's why they're saying staying longer until I think what they to be honest with you I think where this is gonna go is eventually one night when we are all asleep they're gonna spray the air. <laughs> I think that's what they're gonna. Well, they've been spraying
1: the spray. air already. If you've been paying attention, they've been spraying the air already. But I think this is
0: really. You think so?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, they've been spraying the air with stuff. Let's just say that. But I will say this. I
0: don't know that, I but I don't. I, I think they're gonna spray it with disinfectants now. 'Cause guess what? I think you it and threat, people, so, you,
1: huh? And if if, if if they try to do that, I don't think that will be a positive thing. Um I don't think so. But,
0: I don't think it will be, yeah. but I think we're gonna try it because when you think about it, you and I have been home now for what, six weeks, right? We haven't gone out in the public, we haven't mixed with anybody. By Ooh, the time well, we started, gone
1: out the public.
0: <laughs> well, I hope but, we'll go to shopping a couple of times, but and uh, you know you are mops up gloved up and all kinds of stuff take your clothes off when you come in drop it in the washing machine and all that stuff uh we we kind of need to I agree with you there that our immune system uh has become purified <laughs> and only exposed no, right. to the virus in our home I
1: agree I I think I think what what we my my whole message here is just be measured I remember when this whole racist thing was going on with with down south they tried you know this big news you know the Confederate people this and that I don't know if you remember some years back about five years back or maybe a little longer, and they were talking about the Confederate flag. Uh
0: huh.
1: And they on the news that's all you heard Confederate flag racist blah blah blah, and they got the people down every you know black some black people got really charged by them yeah, CNN is pumping this in your head every day. There's a woman who tried to climb a flagpole to take down a flag, a Confederate flag. She had gotten so mm-hmm. triggered, she tried to climb the pole. Now, she could have killed herself. Now, she got triggered by the news. You know why? Mm-hmm. She drove past that flagpole every day. Wow. She never tried to go up and and, and climb up that pole before, but when the news what? media says Confederate flag, Confederate flag, Confederate flag, it's like a hypnotism. And then people get charged and then they just start doing stuff, right? And they get scared and they get fearful. What should happen is, first of all, stop paying attention to all the news. Number two, wait until the data comes out because the data is still coming out from the hospital on what what is really going on and how many people are confirmed COVID as opposed to, you know, unconfirmed COVID that they just marked down on a death certificate COVID. So. Um, and the hospitals are getting paid. They get paid a certain amount if you say, COVID, and they get paid a certain amount if you put a person on a, regist- a respirator. A $30,000, Rest- I think, for respirator. If yeah. you put a person on a respirator for COVID, right? The government's giving them money. So I think what needs to happen is that in the conversation with Black people, we say, okay, this is kind of what we know. Mm-hmm. This is kind of what needs to be done. But let's Mm -hmm. talk about solutions going forward. Let's talk about financial. Let's give people hope. Let's be an optimist. And this is one of the reasons why Trump is probably going to win this year. You know why? Because while this COVID is going on and the Democrats are saying gloom and doom, the sky is falling, everybody's going to die, millions are going to die, blah, blah.
0: But Trump is
1: still saying, hey, we can get this country back to work. We can get this thing over, not right or wrong. Or bad, gonna the,
0: optimist, win? Really
1: so? the optimist always wins. You, you never really want to think be
0: a he's gonna win with all that, the data and all the stuff? That's 101 final.
1: Final. That's 101 of leadership. Wow! In, time of crisis, time? in times of crisis, you, in times of crisis, you always take and take the optimist position, and you put together but a you plan. Don't, you
0: don't think, you never don't think that the you don't think the Democrats are going to run that tape where Trump told the rest of us that we probably should ingest some disinfectants to kill the virus? You don't no, think they're going to... No, no,
1: no. Because <laughs> you, here's the reason
0: why. I promise you the they're, the they're going to use it to run the floor. They're not, uh, frankly, oh. we're already so traumatized, the Democrats are going to further enhance our traumatization. <laughs> because they're not going to yeah, stop yeah, running so, tape. Right. So here, the tape. That's no, the job numbers. You're right about that, but I do think I don't think that Trump is as much of an optimist as you're painting him to be. No, no I no, think the left is going to blame all him for not taking his action. All his
1: messaging. Said, no, it's but
0: not his that messaging. Optimist. No, but his, his messaging, messaging seems to be geared towards. If you look at his messaging, his messaging is geared towards people with big money, like the guy who went and lobbied him for gym membership, the guy who owns Lifetime Fitness. Right, Black people are the ones who go to gyms a lot Well, who's going to go to a gym And you're now six feet apart And I think in the long term When you look at it Even people, ordinary people are just going to sit back Forget about the political parties for a second A presidential election is upon us And people are going to sit back and say Well, he was there But what did he do to stop it We had other uh, uh, pandemics before And it never wiped out so many people Why did this one wipe out so many people so quickly That's the thing You see, they put know about that 55,000 people die from the flu every year. This thing killed 57,000 people in six weeks. If we allow it to continue, how many of us are going to die?
1: This is why he's stealing the message again from the Democrats. The Democrats, listen, let me tell you something. When Hillary was running, the reason why, one of the reasons why Trump actually won is because Hillary didn't have a message. She didn't have a, a platform.
0: As stupid as Trump sounded, you could as stupid as Trump sounded. Trump looked like a winner compared to to Hillary. Let's just all be clear. In 2016, nobody liked Hillary. Hillary had too much baggage that she had not convinced anybody that she could shake. Nobody liked Hillary. So it was a clear, it was hands down Trump was going to win. And he was saying the right things. He was being racist. He did make his racist comments. But the system has a background of being likable and being a businessman and we admired that about him for so many years. He he won on goodwill. That's not the Listen. same. He's not riding into twenty twenty on goodwill. He's not well, riding into well, that. I, I think there you might you might wanna contract a little bit. I think you're know no, no, absolutely not it is expectations. Wise. manage the expectations. that he's gonna ride a wave in twenty twenty. In November,
1: here, I don't here, think here. so. Here's why. <laughs> because, mm. number one, young black people are not voting this year. They've already made that fit. They've already made that clear. That's gone out far and wide. No tangibles, no votes. So that already kind of takes the numbers down for the Democrats. The Democrats, can they can count on older people to vote, but those people are but dying. Older out. people are dying.
0: The older people yeah. died out from COVID. Yep. Yep. So if yep. that was an a little so, strategy, yeah, it did. So who is going to win? Are the people 40, 35 to 55? They're the ones, 35 to 65, they're the ones who are going to go out to vote. And who are they most they, likely to go out and vote for? Trump and, and black people, be marginalized
1: black
0: people not this year. Well, younger black people only okay. voted for Obama. That's the only time they came out and vote. And they're the yeah. ones who are most disproportionately going to be impacted by this kind of legislation, and they never go out to vote. You can't get young black people to go out to vote. They would rather stay but, home, or wear their needs is. And I kid you not, and, and watch entertainment. They will be on their phone watching Kim Kardashian having sex than getting up to go out to vote. I kid you not. I but, have issues with that they, population. They, they're too lazy they, 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 to campaign. You have to they, put they the message. Obama. In entertainment. You know what we should do is change voting and put it on their damn phone. So they're so lazy, they're not going to get up and go to vote. You're right. They're not going to, even if their grandma just died.
1: Yeah, so they're, they're not going to, going to vote, which, which which hurts the Democrats a lot. Like I said, number two,
0: but what, about what they're the doing is... What's that? What about the independents? What about the people who are... On the fence, and even some Republicans who are like, mm, "I'm not sure I like where the, the country is going." You don't think those people are likely to switch?
1: Well, what, one of the things that independents are very concerned about, independents in the large part are largely uh, libertarian, so they're looking at the laws and and the and, the, and, the, and the, the liberties and kind of the out what they feel is like an, an overreach of the government in this in some instances, right? So you have Mm -hmm. to take that into consideration. Now, Mm -hmm. I think, and then you have to look at the candidate. You know, the Democrats have Biden. That was, that's not the person to kind of get people out, get people excited. About, (laughs) I mean, you know, it is not his fault. What he's going through is not his fault. Um, I will. I will say
0: that. Right? I, I don't know. I tend to think that the Democrats won with Biden because I think he's the most electable candidate. Because as we saw <laughs> in the primaries down in South Carolina, older people voted for him because they felt that he was a better option to the current older, sitting candidate.
1: Yeah, right. Older people but, won't vote for
0: him. Older people and oh. even some, uh, even some independents as you call them libertarians who look at people's liberties and so on, they might think this government has overreached, this administration has overreached. So they might look at that. But I I don't know. 2020 is up for grabs? I just don't think the fear. I have have less than five minutes left, so we kind of, I enjoy you, though. You need to call in more often. I enjoy you. (laughs) I enjoy you. Thank you so much. You're making my morning. So we got a few minutes to wrap up. Yep, thank you. So what we're saying is that this, uh, my caller just kind of leveled the playing field, didn't he? He kind of brought in a whole different discourse on this. But, of course, everyone has their opinion. And as he says, it's largely colored by what we're taking in. And I think it, from his perspective, he's concerned that his parents and gra- you know grandparents and aunts and uncles are sitting back and watching the news coverage of it. That is overhacked. I don't know about you. I don't watch the news coverage. I just read the updates if I feel like it and I step away from it because it will, the concern that we have is what the future holds. Tomorrow we're going to talk about the kinds of dreams that people are having during this pandemic, and it is largely influenced by what we're watching. I haven't had as many headaches as I've had since March. I don't usually have headaches. You know, you have a sinus pressure headache every now and then, but I haven't had this many headaches simply because of what we're seeing And I think we're all thinking about the future. We're thinking about what's going to happen to the economy when it does restart. It's not going to restart. There's going to be mass unemployment. People are worried about where they're going to live. People are worried about they're losing so many family members. You see what I mean? And when you look at that, it's irrefutable. The evidence of it is irrefutable. Uh, We have to look at the fact that in communities where disparities exist, economic disparities exist maybe you don't like racial disparities but it is what it is right where economic disparities exist people are most vulnerable they're most vulnerable to to legislation that will not favor them they're most vulnerable to issues of uh, health they're most vulnerable to to, to diseases and susceptible to the and susceptibility to those issues is higher amongst communities where economic disparities exist. Let's just be clear. That's a fact across the board. We can color it with red and say, well, I like the red guy because they, I like their messaging. Or we can color it with blue and say, well, I like the blue. I use my blue Sharpie marker because I like their messaging. Whatever the issues are, we still have some underlying conditions and some underlying issues that are systemic and institutionalized that have not changed over time. And these systemic institutionalized run through our systems of government, run through our societal and social issues, and it's causing and wreaking havoc on vulnerable populations, whether we like it or not. Good for some of us that we have crossed over. It's very good. I support you. You're middle class. Your parents are middle class. Your grandparents are middle class. You are now upper middle class. Your children are likely to be upper middle class. Shout out to you. But there's still a group of people who we are still related to by blood, still connected to by the skin, who are still disparate and who still struggle. We need to take a page out of our sisters and brothers who are white. They don't leave anybody behind. They still advocate for people in Appalachia to have better drinking water. They still advocate for coal mines to be shut down because they recognize that it still affects a group of people whom they're related to. I think we should not walk away from that. If it makes you uncomfortable, then it is designed to make you uncomfortable, so you do something about it. It makes me uncomfortable, so I talk about it. This is what I can do. Maybe someday I'll go do something else. I don't know. Right now, this is what I do, bringing attention to an issue like this that is causing harm to a number of people. If you have a Facebook page, go to COVID. 19 Memorial, Detroit. And in brackets, it says Southeast Michigan. Just scroll through it. Read the stories. These are people who are describing who this person was to them. It runs the gamut of grandparents to a coworker. It runs the gamut of male and female. It does not discriminate who it is. Just go through it and scroll through it, and you will see that this virus was real. I think we're all traumatized because the virus was so quick. It, it, it wasn't something that took years to develop. We weren't at war for you know, some time and sustained war. No, it just came in and within six weeks, it devastated parts of our country and robbed us of people. I think we need to look at that. I think that's the issue. And I think in, in places like Cancer Alley in Louisiana, that's not hyping or fear-mongering. Go to YouTube and watch the videos. That's real time. That's real people who live less than 500 feet from a petrochemical plant and who have pre-existing conditions like cancer that they did not cause on themselves, but that they, are, they found themselves in based on environment and nothing is being done to protect them, and then here comes the virus. That is most likely to impact their lives That is reality And that is truth Call it, it's not fear porn I love that word, fear porn (laughs) It's not panic porn And it's not fear porn I love that, I'm going to borrow that I think though It is what it is It's real and it makes none of us comfortable November is still a few months away Anything can happen between now and then It's April after all Anything can happen between now and November But right now, we need to mitigate this We need to stop this And we need to fix these systemic issues So they don't rear their ugly head It's ugly head and come back And bite the rest of us I gotta go, it's Monday Happy Monday, it's Motivation Monday We're gonna pray tonight at 10.30pm Y'all ready? Y'all make sure you join me 10.30pm I will be praying at 10.30pm Make sure you're on your knees at 10.30 p.m. Every night, we're going to pray. And we're going to ask God to deliver us. And we're going to pray comfort for those who mourn. Comfort for those who are hurting. Comfort for those who are likely to get an email this week that they can't come back to work because everything is shot. We're going to pray for all of us. We're all in it together. I know we are in different boats. Some people are on a yacht. Some of us are on a dinghy. Some of us don't even have a boat. Some of us trying to walk on water like Jesus. Let's just be clear. I know you're all laughing, but it is what it is, right? But we're all feeling this together, whether we like it or not. We just have to come from different perspectives and different positions, economically and socially. But our hearts should be together. Thanks so much, everybody. It's been a pleasure. What a Monday. What a great way to start the week. Thanks, everybody. This is Harriet Kimmack with Down to Earth. Be blessed. Thanks so much. (laughs) This was fun, wasn't it? This was fun. Thanks, everybody. I really appreciated you this morning. Thanks. Thanks, Twitter. Be blessed. Be blessed, YouTube. Thanks so much.